the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays, folks. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Always online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. With me is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He is Tim Dodd. Tim, let's start off. That was um, quite a display where the Attorney General, William Barr, went to speak uh, to members of Congress uh, about the whole situation it, it was a really remarkable how they just kept uh, screaming, reclaiming their time, uh, and also continuing the mantra about, quote, peaceful protest. Yes, um, I, I thought that um, the House of Representatives, uh, the committee that was um, that had asked the attorney general to come testify, uh, they embarrassed themselves over and over and over again. Uh, depending on your news source, either you were treated to um, Jerry Nadler castigating with broad general allegations the attorney general's performance, or you might see these various members of conference of Congress, excuse me, interrupting um, Attorney General Barr, not letting him answer questions, and just basically speechifying. Each member is given a certain amount of time for questions and answers. So if they ask a question and the answer might be something that takes two or three minutes to properly respond, they get antsy because the response is eating into their time. And most of them are trying to basically get uh, clips for um, campaign commercials because every one of these people be they Democrat or Republican, is running for re-election if they are choosing to do so. So this is the stuff of um, TV commercials. So it's a lot of posturing, it's a lot of posing, it's a lot of pandering. Uh, what it wasn't a lot of was getting information from the Attorney General. Um, at one point, the AG said, you know, this is a hearing. I thought you folks wanted to hear from me. I'm the person you wanted to hear from, and you're not letting me answer any of your questions. So it was kind of preposterous. Um, the subject matter would have been important to explore further. They went into um, the Justice Department's handling of the Mike Flynn case. They went into the handling of the uh, Roger Stone case. And I think the Attorney General had appropriate answers, especially regarding Mike Flynn. Um, I think Bill Barr at some point sh should have said, are you accusing me of being the president's wingman? And see what they would have done, because you'll recall that um, Eric Holder famously was proud and boasted before a congressional committee that he was President Obama's wingman, essentially doing the president's bidding. Um, 
Mr. Barr takes a totally different approach, saying that the president has requires him to act independently and use his best judgment and not to be influenced by political outcomes. Whether that's true or whether that's a talking point, I think it was a good way to answer the question. Um, the substance, I mean, strike that, the, the point of going after Barr is <clears throat> he is going after the Russia probe. He is going after the impeachment hearings that were conducted. Um, he is the um, AG who appointed the, uh, Mr. Durham to do a further investigation as to the FISA court applications and the whole backstory of the Russia investigation. Who knows when this Durham report's going to come out? I guess if you're President Trump, you'd like to see it come out before the election, um, or else it's going to have minimal political value. But because Barr is the person who initiated the Durham investigation and suggested that the Obama administration was, quote, spying, close quote, on the Trump candidacy, um, the uh, Democrats in Congress there's no other way to see it that they're out to get Barr by any means necessary to shut him up and to take him out of the play because he's been, whether you like the president or not, he's been a very effective advocate for this administration. Tim, I would also say, um, and again, folks, we're speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd. I'd, I'd also say I think it was two bad days of Congress and the legal proceedings of the questioning of. Then it became the people from it was very difficult to get these leaders of big tech. Uh, you know, you had Tim Cook of Apple, you had Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, you had Jeff Bezos. And again, I, I saw members of Congress that weren't really prepared. One even was confusing Twitter with Facebook and why was this taken down? And I, I, I mean, how about the fact that the, here it is big tech and Congressman Cicilline was running the hearing. And many times they were trying to show something, it wouldn't work properly. I think it was another bad day of people watching how work is done uh, in Congress. It was an embarrassment. I mean, I, I think that the Bill Barr hearing was more of an embarrassment because it was evident that any time that Barr had a good answer that he was about to lay on a Democrat questioner, the Democrat would claim back to time and essentially keep Barr from answering. If I was Barr, I would have said, you know what, this is a joke. I'm out of here. I've got things to do and leave what are they going to do subpoena him back hold him in contempt um I, I, there's very few sanctions which would be um of any serious consequence i think he should have made a statement by walking out and saying this is foolishness as far as the tech hearing that uh, david cicilline um chaired um it, it didn't go well as you say there were technical glitches um Jeff Bezos seemed completely unfazed. Uh, un, un, he was not rattled by any of it. He was sitting there eating potato chips or something and just answered the question very nonchalantly, uh, didn't take the bait, didn't get flustered. Um, Zuckerberg seemed a little bit more flustered. He didn't have good answers for some of the questions that came his way. But David Cicilline is a very, very smart guy. You can't take it away from him whether or not you agree with his politics. He's a bright guy. but And he knows how to ask questions. He was a very effective you know, trial, trial attorney before he was a politician. But he comes out of the box with, um, I believe it was Google, saying, you know, why do you have to go steal other people's technology without any basis for Who's the, they alleged, who are they alleged to have stolen from? For what purpose? When? Um, what was the effect on competition? Because this was all a, a hearing on whether Google and Apple and um, Facebook constitutes monopolies, which should be broken up. Um, that's ostensibly why these hearings were conducted. If that was the point, um, I don't think that they really drill down very far into the substance of why these businesses may constitute monopolies and why there should be legal proceedings instituted to break them up, just like other monopolies in the past have been broken up, like Standard Oil, um, the telephone company. There's been very historical high-profile 
businesses that have been monopolies and broken up. This type of activity, this social media, um, is very insidious. It affects all aspects of our lives these days in terms of um, how people consume information, how they consume news, how they shop. Um, It's basically the whole spectrum of human activity. I think there's a fair case to be made that this is a monopolistic um, corner, cornering of the market that these companies have. Um, but to be a monopoly, it also has to be shown that you are unfairly um, um, crushing competition through unfair business practices to eliminate your competitors. They didn't really get too far into the substance of that. There were some general allegations um, there were some general allegations about stealing or um, utilizing um, material and ideas from competitors. Well, you know, one company comes out with a good smartphone and a sleek design, and pretty soon the others who are in that same space are making similar products with a similar look and similar functions. Is that stealing or is that competing? Um, they never really got to the point of separating out is what's theft of technology which was wrongfully acquired and what's competition you can look at automobiles they all look the same they all make changes that everyone follows suit is that theft is that just the open marketplace of competition it's unclear Uh, one area john where i think they should have drilled down further is into the area of how um, google facebook etc are censoring um, ideas, censoring content, censoring ads. Um, They're all up there testifying, oh, no, no, we teach our people to be neutral. They're not supposed to have a bias. They're not supposed to um, be looking at things that they um, take off of our platform from a political perspective. But the statistics don't back up that statement. I mean, there's clearly more suppression of thought and content from the more conservative um, side of the aisle, if you will. And because that committee is dominated by Democrat members, they're not much interested in that. So that area didn't get a lot of inquiry. So at the end of the day, that to me seemed another hearing um, that was designed to provide these members with um, sound bites and little film clips for uh, political re-election campaign ads on television. Um, I don't think much meaningful happened at the end of the day. He is, uh, this is our uh, legal segment of Rhode Island Top Attorney Tim Dodd. Much more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it. But my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point. But it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body. And you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle, and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body. 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. 
Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, Maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, something very significant is the situation in Rhode Island with the mail ballots. Uh, it is now obviously a legal question. You have, uh, it's twofold. It was also interesting. I saw an investigative piece where a, a, a TV station in Philadelphia, they, they did their own experiment with mail ballots. Many of them did not arrive. Many of them couldn't be found. Uh, but right now, this is a real battle going on where you have several people involved that are not rolling over with Secretary of State Nelly Gobia that would like basically the primary and the general election to be completely in the mail ballots. Yes, it's a very disturbing development, John. Um, the Secretary of State made a run to get the um, Rhode Island Senate to go along with this notion of paper ballots not requiring appropriate signatures of witnesses and not requiring appropriate notarization of signatures. The the state Senate, which is very heavily um, composed by Democrat senators, they wouldn't go along with this. Even they have problems with the notion that you should have paper ballots with no verification, no signatures, no notary clauses. They said, no, we're not going along with this, to their credit. So Gorbea and similar-minded people, they found individuals who said that it would be a hardship um, to get signatures or to find a notary. They became the titular plaintiffs in a case that was then brought in uh, federal court, and um, the matter was heard before uh, Judge McElroy, who's a relatively new appointee to the court. She found, after a very lengthy hearing, that foregoing witnesses to a uh, voter signature and notary clauses because of the COVID pandemic and because of the dangers in either A, going to a polling place if you're concerned for your health, or B, being exposed to witnesses to uh, verify your signature or a notary to verify your signature, It's all too much to expose uh, voters to those perils of COVID. She found that doing away with the signature and the notary requirement was, quote, justified and lawful and fair. Um, Mary McElroy was a really good lawyer. She was the public defender. Um, 
I've, I've not been in front of her, but I've gotten good reports that she's doing a very good job. I respectfully disagree with her conclusion on this one. Um, when you've got Nelly Gorbea and the ACLU saying that it's too dangerous to require signature to witnesses to witnesses of a signature or notaries, it's too dangerous, and we have to just eliminate that. Um, I think will put into question the integrity of all the elections that occur this fall. And if citizens don't have faith in the outcome of elections, and if they think that the election results have been procured through fraud or unfair means, that's one of the pillars to our country that we have faith in the reliability and the fairness of the outcome of elections. If that's thrown into dispute, um, that's one of the central pillars that's allowed this republic to stand without having, you know, with with having, John, I should say, the peaceful transfer of power from one party to another and one election to the next. It's interesting that the state board of elections wouldn't go along with this, but state officials, in an attempt to um, work this out, said, we'll go along with this if Nelly Gorbea and the plaintiffs will go along with the notion that the state can ask voters to voluntarily provide identification such as a driver's license or the last four digits of their social or a phone number, something for verification. The answer to all those suggestions for voluntary providing of an address, um, social security, the last four digits, date of birth, no to all of them. Now, why would the Secretary of State not want some way to verify the integrity of these mail ballots? You, you pointed out there was recently in the in the press about uh, in Pennsylvania they did a test and there were major screw ups with the uh, dissemination of these mail ballots. Um, I think that the same thing w will happen in Rhode Island. I mean, it's inevitable they're going to be sending out ballots to dead people, to people who have moved, and there's no way to determine who receives these uh, mail ballots. So let's assume it's an apartment building. And since the last election, three of the tenants have moved. But these envelopes with the, with the mail ballots are delivered um, unsolicited. They're just delivered by the Secretary of State via the mail. Somebody takes those. Somebody might get to vote three times or more. Uh, and it's not going to be two or three people. It's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, of these things floating around out there with no way to verify who's voting. Um, if the person voting is the person to whom the ballot was sent, um, if the person even knows that they voted, what if somebody comes and takes the mail ballot off your, out of your mailbox and says, John will never know the difference. I'm going to take his out of the mailbox and I'm going to vote. The fraud potential is so enormous, John. It's, um, it's astonishing that Rhode Island has come to this point. And it's not going unnoticed either. I believe the, uh, National Republican Party, they're also trying to jump in on this. Tim, what was interesting also about the television station in Pennsylvania that did their own investigative piece and report that I thought, by the way, was terrific, was they also got other people's mail. They ended up getting some birthday cards and some mail. I mean, when you're talking about those number of pieces of mail, and it wasn't a lot, by the way. They, they sent out, I think, 100 ballots. They only got 97 back. It was Some still were showing up at different times when they first went to try to find them. They were claiming that they weren't even there. Um, and that's just, you know, just a couple of, I mean, that's not even 1,000 or 500 ballots. That's just doing a test with like 100 people, three of them, their votes wouldn't count. And then, uh, you know, somebody's grandmother and someone else didn't get their birthday cards. Yeah, and the further trick, you mentioned that the Republican Party attempted to intervene into this litigation. So it's likely that it's more than likely it's a guaranteed lock that there'll be an appeal from judge McElroy's decision. Once she writes it up, she gave a bench decision orally to be followed up by a written order. That written order will in all likelihood be appealed to the first circuit court of appeals. And depending on what the first circuit does, that matter could then be appealed to the Supreme court. The problem is we're 90 some days away from the election 
these ballots have to get printed out. They have to get mailed out. There are statutory deadlines for both of these functions of the Secretary of State. It's mandated to send out ballots by date X, and the composition of the ballot has to be in an, an approved form. So it's highly likely that the clock will run out before a reviewing court has a chance to potentially overturn Judge McElroy's decision. Um, this thing would have to be fast-tracked beyond belief to have an opportunity for the First Circuit to review Judge McElroy's decision, and if they saw fit, to overturn it. And if they did overturn it, let's say 30 days before the election, now what do you do? Because the ballots are already printed. They're probably or they've already been mailed out. Um, it appears that with this court ruling, it's going to be a fait accompli, and it's going to be almost impossible to undo it. Now, just as President Trump was asked recently, will you um, abide by the election results, and he wouldn't give a straight answer, uh, I would challenge any politician in Rhode Island to say, sure, sight unseen, I'll agree with the outcome of the elections that are coming up. There's going to be multitudinous challenges. The Board of Elections will never be busier because of the fraud potential. If you start going through all these ballots, looking at signatures, how they voted, where these things came from, um, the numbers that went out, the numbers that were received back, there's going to be huge problems, John, huge. Folks, coming up a lot more with our legal analysts, Rhode Island Top Attorney Tim Dodd. It's all right here on The John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property with Bethel certified soft wash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new get rid of you know it just happens you build up some of that algae and mildew and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime bethel certified soft wash power wash especially now we're spending more time outside you want your house and property to look the best it can Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kid said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. Find them on Facebook, 
It's Bethel certified soft wash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway, any outdoor surface. He can get rid of it as far as the algae, mildew, gets rid of it with a very safe solution. It's Bethel certified soft wash. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in. Swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. We're speaking with uh, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He's our legal expert, Rhode Island uh, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, before we get to some of the local stuff, I'd also like to just touch on this situation with Ellen. Ellen, very popular program, but just in this year alone, there's been a lot of uh, allegations and complaints about how the staff is treated and now it's even reached the point what what exactly is going on where behind the scenes they're seemingly doing an investigation of some of the allegations made of uh, just the general practice of things on the very very popular syndicated ellen show across as a very family friendly you know she's a very clean comedian she's very warm and fuzzy with her studio audience i think her tagline at the end of her show is you know be good to one another or words to that effect but there's been numerous numerous current and former employees of the show who have um detailed stories allegations and complaints about bullying, racism, unfair treatment. Um, one of the um, f- former um, a woman of color claimed that she was subject to um, microaggressions and racial comments during the 18 months that she worked on the show. Um, other employees have also complained about racism, fear, fear and intimidation on the job, uh, people taking medical leave because they were on the verge of like uh, uh, nervous breakdowns. That if you attempted to take bereavement leave because of a death in your family, you'd be punished, excoriated, uh, blackballed at work. Um, just a very toxic, if these facts are true, a very toxic work environment. Now, once these reports are made known to um, the, pr- the production company uh, for this show, I think it's Warner Brothers uh, produces the show. They did the right thing. We've talked about this before. When an allegation of 
racism, harassment, sexism, or any other um, discriminatory conduct is made known by an employee to the employer, the employer must and should take steps to investigate, and if the facts turn out to be true, to come up with a plan to ameliorate and eliminate the type of conduct which was complained of. A big company like Warner Brothers would typically hire an outside law firm that specializes in these types of internal investigations. They would go out and they would talk to all the players. They would get statements. They would cross-reference what everyone's saying to everyone else, and they would produce a report, typically a very lengthy report, as to their findings and their conclusions. That's all underway. Um, We don't yet know what the result of that investigation is going to be, but for uh, someone like Ellen, who has such a um, clean and wholesome um, persona on her show, um, is in the midst of something like this, um, is something of a black eye for her. And uh, in the in the Twitterverse, apparently she's the subject of this cancel culture where the Twitter universe is attempting to get people to cancel Ellen, to stop following her, to stop watching her show. Um, again, this is Twitter influencing public opinion. Twitter, the Twitterverse has, as we've seen, had an impact on who gets fired from television shows. It's had an impact on who gets fired from the editorial page of the New York Times. Um, this Twitter universe of people who are just out there anonymously um, taking people down at the knees, um, it's, an, it's a dangerous development. Um, the power that they appear to exhibit and the swiftness with which they can take somebody down is um, chilling because we don't yet know if these allegations are true and we don't yet know if Ellen was aware of them. Um, is this something that was a known secret and Ellen knew about it and looked the other way? If so, she's complicit in an investigation with so fine. If this is something that was happening at the production level and it never made it to her because she was getting ready to interview Kanye West or some such thing, um, that remains to be seen. But apparently those who want to take her out for alleged racist remarks and alleged harassment don't want to wait for an investigation or a report or a conclusion. They want to take her out now based upon a suspicion and based upon an allegation, which is it's patently unfair to do that. Uh, it's the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, there was a protest Saturday night, if you want to call it that, um, at the Providence Public Safety Complex. The protesters had marched a little bit in, into Providence on Broad Street, and then five of them ended up being arrested. They were uh, arraigned in court yesterday. What can you tell us about the charges against these, quote, protesters? Yes, the, quote, protesters, um, the four of them were um, arrested for their conduct, um, and their conduct belied the notion that these are uh, peaceful protests. Um, it belies the notion that any, um, any upset, any, any violence, any tumult that occurs at these um, protests are from outsiders, from outside the community, from outside the state, that they're brought in from elsewhere to be professional um, pot stirrers. Um, In this case, I believe all of these folks are either from Rhode Island or nearby Massachusetts. One of the defendants was charged. These are not huge charges. They're all misdemeanors. One guy was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. One was charged with disorderly conduct and obstruction of justice. One was charged with the unlawful use of a ta- of a laser, and one was charged with, quote, distracting police in execution of their duty. That last one is the weakest of the charges. I think the most serious is the use of the laser, um, because that has potential serious consequences. Whether or not the local story is borne out, we have seen in, I believe it was in Portland, that these lasers have potentially permanently injured the eyesight of uh, three federal officers. Uh, this is crazy. This this is dangerous conduct. Um, and the perpetrator of the incident in uh, Oregon, they might have permanently damaged the eyesight of three individuals. Um, that gets almost no press coverage. 
in point of fact, John, I believe in today's pro Joe, there's no mention of the fact that these people were arraigned yesterday. Yeah. Nothing. That's right. Yep. I mean, this is a, a local story and not to get into the media aspect of anything, but there's media, there's complaints that the media is either ignoring the violence at these protests or spinning it as being totally peaceful. So here it is right under the nose of those intrepid reporters at the Providence Journal, and they don't bother to report on it, and the paper doesn't bother to publish it. What kind of a message does that send? As far as what's going to happen to these four, if they've got no prior criminal record, it's possible that they could get rid of this with something called a filing, where they admit that they committed the offense involved, and if they stay out of trouble for a year, the case is destroyed and their record is expunged. Um, They could pay a simple fine, but that's dangerous because if you pay a fine, that's tantamount to being convicted of the crime for which you're charged. Or they could choose to have a trial. If these are real social justice fighters and they think that what they were doing was innocent and non-criminal and peaceful, maybe they'll tee it up and have a trial. I would tend to doubt that any of these folks would want to take this to trial. There's video of the conduct. There's police cameras which would have captured the conduct. There's a multitude of police witnesses who observe the conduct. Um, I guess if they want a show trial, they could get a show trial. But I would expect if they have no previous criminal record, they'll quietly uh, take a take a deal which is a non a non um, conviction disposition. So they will still have clean criminal records. And Tim, what about this story about uh, the person? It's kind of kind of amusing to me that uh, they have a Tesla and they have a, a license plate that the registry is objecting to um, about gas. It depends on how you interpret it. But I, I actually kind of find these types of stories somewhat entertaining where someone wants a certain license plate and then the state seems to be fighting against it. it it's a pretty good story. I mean, it, it's it's a benign and it's kind of funny, but it also has a serious component to it. I think we can say that the plate that's on the front page of the, of the newspaper, the plate that this Tesla owner wants is the letters F-K-G-A-S. Now, you can assume the letters that would occur if it was fully spelled out between the F and the K, and that would be his, I guess, opinion on um, his thoughts about the utilization of gasoline. Um, fair enough. He doesn't say it overtly, but you can figure out what the message is. Um, the ACLU is representing him once again in federal court, once again in front of Judge McElroy, saying that the government does not have um, the right to, ex- to um, regulate that type of free speech. The state takes the position that a license plate is owned by the state your utilization of that plate is a privilege. You don't own your plates. You are given the right to utilize that plate on your vehicle, but the plate is owned by the state. The state has typically regulated what can be on these vanity plates so as to not have um, vulgarities and things that would offend the conscience of um, an average citizen. The ACLU says, who are you to make that determination as to what's offensive and what isn't? That, um, that subjective um, conclusion by the DMV as to what is offensive or would shock the conscience or offend sensibilities um, can't be appropriately regulated. It's so arbitrary. It's so subjective. How can it possibly be regulated? How can you let this go but not let that go? If this guy wins and gets to keep this license plate, and they're compelling arguments why he should. Well, what else can you put? Can you put anything on a license plate? Can you put the S word on a license plate? I haven't seen that one out there. How about the C word? How about the N word? When does it become something that everyone would agree? Oh, no, no, that that's hate speech. Uh, no, we can't have that. But you can't have the F word or a contraction of the F word. Either the state gets to regulate it or... Um, the genie is out of the bottle, and then I don't know how they're going to regulate anything from going on these vanity license plates. 
Are they going to say that hate speech violates the First Amendment if it's something that's racially or sexually or religiously offensive? How are they going to do that? So I I think that this case opens Pandora's box for all kinds of things now suddenly appearing on license plates, you know, if if this guy is allowed to keep um, this particular plate. I think the state does have a compelling interest to regulate what is on license plates, and I think that ultimately it's just a guess um, that the judge would rule against this guy with this Tesla and this license plate. But um, the ACLU's lawyer on this, Tom Lyons, uh, does a very good job. I've had cases against him. He's a very competent, more than competent. He's an excellent attorney. He does a thorough job. He made a great argument, and I think that if this guy wins, he's going to have a lot of thanks to um, issue to Tom Lyons, who really um, did a better job than one might have thought could have been made for such a position, but he did a good job making it. Tim, with the uh, letters FK gas, I don't know how they can't make an argument or argue against that his intention was fake, fake gas. We hear about fake news. He's driving a Tesla. It's, he runs on uh, you know electricity. I, 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 how do they take away that maybe his intention was fake gas for the FK? It, it's, it's a slippery slope, John. He's saying that that's what he meant. And of the other side saying, come on, we know what you're really trying to say here. Um, he's saying, no, no, I'm not. You just have a mind that goes in that direction. I'm saying fake gas. Um, but if he gets to say this, with the clear implication of that it's really intended to be a four-letter vulgarity referring to gas, what else can you get away with? I mean, you can can take other offensive words and take out a couple of the vowels, but you understand what the consonants mean when read together. Uh, Can you put anything you want out there that's religiously offensive, racially offensive, sexually offensive? Um, Where does it stop? Where does the state get to say... We can let you do this, but you can't go further. Well, now you're regulating speech. So either it's wide open or it's regulated. I think they have to regulate it to a degree as to, you know, blatant vulgarities and racially and sexually and religiously insensitive things finding their way onto license plates. Folks, he is uh, Rhode Island top attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again. You too, John. Take care. Bye-bye. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis, or an RV, an off-road vehicle, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401 401- Three five three ninety three hundred. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 
321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Johnson Propane, folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue, Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, they're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week right next door to Wendy's credit cards accepted nine to seven each day stop it and see Phil and he never runs out he's always backed up since 1971 you can depend Johnson propane bring in your propane tanks call him 621-8129 better yet stop it and see him 904 Manton Avenue of Providence right in front of the stop and shop the guy is a legend and right next door to Wendy's it's Johnson propane you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that, on the dashboard, at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop in and see Ron and Melissa. First of all, how about free coffee for police and military? Ron's Pastry Gourmet, you're going to find incredible selection. Now, they are right off of Silver Spring Street, right near the cellos, and then next to AAA in Providence. Look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. But you can find them, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right near Branch Avenue, but right around the corner from Cello's. And inside, well, sausage and peppers, eggplant, all delicious calzones, meatball calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, pizza strips, and then the most delicious cannolis, brownies, delicious cakes. They'll make a special cake for you. And also the Trump chocolate-covered donuts, Trump soda, and also Trump cupcakes. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, the number one bakery in Rhode Island. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. They're right around the corner from Cello's, right off of Silver Spring Street and right near Branch Avenue. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're right near the AAA location in Providence. Stop in and see them. You're going to love it. Get some of those Trump chocolate-covered donuts. And they salute our police and military Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 